Why is it important to be in the now? So the now never goes out of fashion, whether it's self-help or whether it's psychology or whether it's meditation or any other number of related disciplines, the now is a recurrent theme and topic that we keep coming back to. And it's a very, very important one. And even the concept of time itself is just such a, a vastly sophisticated notion that uh, you know so many scientists explore it in different ways as it relates to astrophysics, as it relates biologically to human beings and their circadian rhythms, their day-to-day -day cycles, and that affects so many other things then downstream. But I think the reason why the now is so important from the point of view of therapeutic progress or meditation is because it's the constant. It's, I suppose, the most stable thing that we have. Some people would argue the only thing that we have you know, because memories of the past are memories and thoughts of the future are expectations, all of which happen in the now. But however you choose to construct it, and there are many, I think, valid ways that you can construct it when you, you think about it, the problem, I suppose, is we have a tendency not to be present. As we have experiences in life, we form beliefs, and then on the basis of those beliefs, we start reflecting on maybe what has happened or what might happen. And we very often filter the present moment, so we're not really looking at it. Even if you just look at objects around you, a lot of the time you're not really seeing the object, you're, you're seeing your memories of what that object has done in the past, or your expectations of what it might do in the future. And, you know, it's not necessarily our goal to overcome that. This is uh, work relating to affordances. Gibson is one of the big theorists in this area. And an affordance is just based on the fact that we tend to see what something does rather than what it is, in inverted commas. Now, if you want to get even more philosophical, how could you even see what something is other than via you? You know, I mean, even, even color uh, perception is different between different species. Dogs can hear things in a different way than we can. Bats can pick up on sonar frequencies. We don't do that so well. So our very embodiment determines what we can even experience to begin with. But even more so than that, if we narrow it in a little bit more, what happens is that we don't see the, the cup of water. We, we see the opportunity to quench our thirst. And we tend to, I suppose, project upon things or people as well sometimes our expectations, rightly or wrongly. So being conscious, I suppose, that we're doing that is key. And sometimes we're going even further than that and we're literally just disconnecting from the moment we're in. And we're in a kind of a meditative state, but we're meditating on something other than the now, an expectation of the future, maybe a worry of something that could go wrong. So because we tend not to be present so much, that's, I suppose, why so often the now is emphasized by different practitioners. Because the idea is there's a, a great deal of good can come from a reconnection with just the immediacy of what's happening right now. And the hope also is a bit of a reset can come from that. Because if you have all these expectations, they may be right, they may be wrong, but if you can ground yourself back in the here and the now and say, well, what is really happening? That's really, really useful. 
This comes up uh, very often working with social anxiety. So with social anxiety, what's often happening is we're maybe with other people, could be a group or one-to-one or whatever form of it a person experiences. And rather than just being with that person, what we're doing is we're maybe thinking ahead to what that person is thinking about us. Now, we may be right in what we're thinking or we might be completely wrong. Often there's literally no way to know. It's really hard to determine that. But either way, we're disconnecting ourselves away from that moment and we're simulating something worse happening than what is actually happening in front of us. That then in turn tends to make us feel stressed and anxious. And as a result of that stress and anxiety, we probably don't perform that well in the moment we're in because at very least we're just distracted. You know, we're trying to play a film in our mind and we're disconnecting with the person in front of us. So at least we're going to be distracted in that moment. But of course, it tends to even be worse than the distraction because we think other people are out to get us. That stimulates the adrenal system. You get that surge of adrenaline, you get some anxiety, and that, of course, makes it rather hard, genuinely, to connect and be present in that moment. So there are any number of other examples of that, of what happens when we disconnect from the now. But the simplicity of just engaging. (laughs) Who am I? Where am I? What's happening? Without too much assumption or expectation, just to tangibly be in the moment that you're in. And even if there is a major problem, we don't need to try and say everything's perfect the whole time. You know, use that example of the chief fire officer who arrives at the scene of a a major incident, of a fire. And what that officer doesn't do is just make assumptions about the fire. Instead, what they do is they stop. They practice a little mindfulness. And they just say, what is actually going on? Maybe it's worse than I thought. Maybe it's better than I thought. Who knows? But by looking, by testing, by finding that out, by being present with what's there, by connecting with the now, that puts you in a very good position. Now, I think it's important to add for balance, particularly with the type of work I do, I like to emphasize this, that this is not always about just sitting there staring at, you know, a glass of water on the table the whole time. It's not all about just seeing the colors in the environment around you. It's perfectly reasonable at times to get into thought. Thinking is cool. Thinking gets a bad reputation sometimes, but it's a really, really useful thing to do. Some people don't do enough of it. But usually what's happening is not that they're not doing enough of it, but they're not maybe using it in a meaningful and deliberate way. But what's helpful to do is to be in the now and then to consensually engage in thought from the now. So this is a big difference. It's sort of the difference between happily sitting down and choosing to watch a program on TV that you want to watch, something maybe that's enriching for you and something that's helpful, and then switching it off at the end and going, all right, that was nice, (laughs) now back to my life. It's that versus just sitting there hypnotized, watching TV all day, and it's not even something that you wanna watch, just the channel happens to be on and the day goes by and you're like, what was that all about? That's kind of the difference. So I think that's what we want to do with thinking, do it a bit more consensually. Just recognize who you are and where you are and then choose to think. Maybe sit down with a pen and paper. Maybe plan something that's important. Maybe do a bit of problem solving, write it down and write down some probable solutions. Or maybe go and get support from someone else. These are all nice, rich ways of 
being purposeful, but from the now, embracing the now as a useful starting point. If you found this valuable, do like, subscribe and share. And what's your experience? Do you have any questions or topic suggestions? You can contribute in the comments, on social media using hashtag BodyMindSelf or at JFL.com.